So if everyone's turned to 746, I believe it is. Again, I'll read and then everyone please join in in the bowl. How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O oh Lord my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with me. This is the word of God still speaking today. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. So in my message today, I, I want to share some of my thoughts on how we as followers of Jesus Christ can carry hope to a world that's filled with violence and injustice. Now some of you may agree with everything I say and some of you may not agree with everything I say. And guess what? That's okay. Contrary to what you've heard, it's okay that we not all agree on everything. John Wesley, he said, Condemn no man for not thinking as you think. Let everyone enjoy the full and free liberty of thinking for himself. Let every man use his own judgment since every man must give an account of himself to God. I just want to make note, I hope everyone realizes I always will make time for any of you who wants to discuss something we have a different opinion of. As I said before, I often learn much through talking with the people of the church, the people in the community. As most of you know, I do not agree with all the decisions our Episcopal leaders in our United Methodist Church have made, all the words they've said. But that doesn't mean I throw the baby out with the bathwater. They still say wonderful things and work for many good things. That's a problem in our culture today. If someone doesn't agree with you, you're told we must consider them as enemies. I reject that narrative. It's not what God's story tells us. Jesus in his ministry always was engaging with people he opposed. With that backdrop, I just want to share our Bishop uh, Latrell Easterling sent out a, an email message because of the latest school shooting. Bless you. Jesus stated in the Gospel of John that he came in order that all may have life. Indeed, that all may live life to the fullest as we pray, lament, and shed tears. We must also demand our elected officials find a balance 
between the constitutional right to bear arms and the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is unfathomable that our children continue to bear the burden of indecision, inaction, and political cowardice. As we look to our political leaders to live into their responsibilities, we as Christ followers must also live into our baptismal vows. We must seek the courage to speak out and act against hatred, against violence, against all the oppressive evils that swirl through our culture, already creating the conditions for the next mass shooting. We must work to create a world in which all people are valued as beloved children of God. This is how we put feet to our prayers. In memory of those killed at Robb Elementary School, I call upon all the churches of the Peninsula Delaware Conference to take time in worship this Sunday to pray for the events that, end, that unfolded in Uvalde, Texas. I also call on each church to intentionally take some action to address the violence that threatens the heart of our country. Our tears, anger, questions, and prayers will guide us but let us also be guided by hope, by justice, and by the unwavering belief that we worship a powerful God of transforming love. Blessings and peace, Latrell Easterling. How many of you, when you hear those words, you, you agree with it? And how many, some may be thinking, oh, pastor, we're not supposed to get involved in politics. Standing up front, any leader of a church, a pastor of a church, if they're promoting or rebuking one political party over another, that's politics. And it does not belong in the church of Jesus Christ. Any church that allows that in their building should start paying taxes because they're not a church, they're a political entity. Holding our elected representatives accountable isn't politics. It's what we're actually called to do as United Methodists. United Methodist Church has a long history of advocating for social justice. John Wesley and the early Methodists, they expressed their opposition to social ills like slavery, and smuggling, inhumane prison conditions, alcohol abuse, and child labor. It's actually in our Book of Discipline, Section 164, 5, The Political Community. I'm just going to read a few short paragraphs. While we are while our allegiance to God takes precedence over our allegiance to any state. We acknowledge the vital function of government as a principal vehicle for the ordering of society. Because we know ourselves to be responsible to God for social and political life, we declare the following relative to governments. A. Basic freedoms and human rights. 
We hold governments responsible for the protection of the rights of the people to free and fair elections and to the freedoms of speech, religion, assembly, communications media, and petition for redress of grievances without fear of reprisal, to the right to privacy, and to the guarantee of the rights to adequate food, clothing, shelter, education, and health care. The form and the leaders of all the governments should be determined by the exercise of the right to vote guaranteed to all adult citizens. Doesn't that sound like something we can all agree on? That we hold the government responsible for the rights of the people. Maybe I'm crazy. But I think the right to go shopping the right to send our kids to school without being violently killed by weapons of war is something our government needs to protect us from. June is Gun Violence Awareness Month. Let's join together with concerned people and demand our lawmakers make and pass laws to keep us safe from weapons of war. Maybe just quote the first few verses of Psalm 13. How long must I bear my pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted above me? While we pray and we lament the violence in our world, Jesus calls us to do more. We as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, we need to respond like the psalmist did. In those closing verses of Psalm 13, but we, I'm going to read from my Bible, the Amplified Translation, but I have trusted and relied on and been confident in your loving kindness and faithfulness. My heart shall rejoice and delight in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Those Israelites, they were rejoicing, delighting in God's salvation a thousand years before Jesus came. The Hebrew people depended upon the promise God made of a Messiah. Those faith, the faith of those Israelites, like our Christian faith, is a hope-based faith. That belief in God sending them a Messiah to rescue them is what carried them through hundreds and hundreds of years of being attacked and conquered and persecuted and carried away as prisoners. They survived all those hardships through their faith in God's promises. We have trusted and relied on and been confident in your loving kindness and faithfulness. Our hearts shall rejoice and delight in your salvation. With the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus, the reality of God's kingdom came to earth. We today are living in the time of God's kingdom, already established here on earth. We here today are living in fulfillment of the Old Testament prophets, the witness of those who witnessed the incarnation walking on earth. We here today, continuing God's work in the world upon the shoulders 
of the saints who have come before us generationally, every generation since the time of those first apostles. We living today as people who are part of Christ's body, the church, are without excuse for fulfilling the mission Jesus Christ has given us. Go and make disciples, baptizing and teaching. And part of that mission is promoting peace and justice. In the 23rd chapter of Matthew, Jesus, again, he's, he's engaging with those he, he opposes. The religious leaders of his day, Jesus said, How terrible it will be for you, legal experts and Pharisees, hypocrites. You give God a tenth of mint, dill, and cumin, but you forget the more important matters of the law, justice, peace, and faith. You ought to give a tenth, but without forgetting about those more important matters. Yeah, give your tithe to the church, but justice, peace, and faith are more important. Jesus said it. You want to argue with Jesus? Go ahead. How long, O oh Lord, will we forsake your words while innocent people are violently killed with weapons of war? I stand before you here today to confess and repent of my own apathy of not holding my elected representatives accountable. We live in a representative government for the people, by the people. Hear these words of Abraham Lincoln. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Lincoln continues, It is for us the living rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining to us, that from those honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom and the government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Every American needs to know those words. It's up to us to make sure that government does not perish from the earth. We need to hold our government officials accountable. Their actions and inactions have caused suffering and death. Tomorrow's Memorial Day. We're going to honor those men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Maybe we can honor them by doing something to help alleviate the weapons of war in our society. I just discovered this. Since 1968, more people have died by gun violence in America than all our wars combined. Did you hear that? <laughs> we have allowed gun violence to blossom on our watch. Firearm deaths have become a, a fixture of American life. We just, oh, it's the way it is. 
In 2020, more than 45,000 Americans died at the end of the barrel of a gun. Whether by homicide or suicide, more than any other year on record, that figure represents a 25% increase over the five prior years and a 43% increase from 2010. Why? That's what we need to ask our elected representatives. The truth is, more guns do not make us safer. That's a lie promoted by gun advocacy groups that are paid by the gun manufacturers, the intervention manufacturers, so they can keep making profits. Money over blood of our children, men and women. Let's look at just one law. It was acted in 1994. And our elected representatives let it expire 10 years later. The author of a book, 2016, called Rampage Nation, he collected data on every gun massacre, which he defined as six or more people shot or killed for the 50 years before 2016. So from 1965 to 2015, he went through and collected data. His aim was to see whether there was really any change in the number of gun massacres during that 10-year federal ban on assault weapons. He calls the results staggering. Compared with the 10-year period before the ban, the number of gun massacres during the ban period fell by 37%. The number of people dying from gun massacres fell by 43%. But after the ban lapsed in 2004, the numbers shot up again. And astonished a 183% increase in massacres and a 239% increase in massacre deaths. Again, more guns do not make us safer. In 1994, there were less estimated less than a half million AR-15 style rifles owned here in America. In 2018, it was estimated that there were 18 million owned here in America. Did you notice I said estimated? That's because there's no mandatory tracking of who owns these weapons of war. We don't know. What happens if you just happen to misplaced your firearm, someone breaks in and steals your guns, less than half the states have a law that require you to report a missing firearm. What? How long must I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart day after day? How long will my enemy exalt himself and triumph over me? All right, Pastor, so what are we supposed to do? As Bishop Easterling said, we need to put feet on our prayers. First of all, we have elected representatives. When was the last time you contacted them? I knew everyone here can call, write a letter or text, contact your elected local, state, and federal officials. They're supposed to be working for we, the people, remember? Something simple like this. Dear elected official, how long must we take counsel in our souls, having sorrow in our hearts day by day, 
How long will my enemy exalt himself and triumph over us? We continue to pray. We continue to trust in the goodness of God. But eventually we have to decide whether we're going to cross the Jordan into the promised land. In other words, there are times we have to take action. How many of us today are willing to do something to get weapons of war removed from our communities? My plan is to have several ways for those wanting to over the next few weeks to help get involved. Reaching out with your voice to tell our elected officials enough is enough. At times we're called to be the hands of Jesus. That sometimes we have to be the feet of Jesus. We must give feet to our prayers. Our elected representatives must do something about gun violence in our schools, our towns, our cities, and our country. How do you know that your contact, your letter or phone conversation isn't going to make a difference? Let me close with this. But we have trusted and relied on and been confident in your loving kindness and faithfulness. My heart shall rejoice and delight in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Amen.